and welcome to the Art Hates Music podcast, where we take our rational hatred of songs, we talk through it, and hopefully gain a greater appreciation of it along the way. I am your host, Artemis, and thank you so much for joining me. Everyone was so incredibly supportive of the pilot episode of Art Hates Music, and I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciated your comments. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, I've gotten some texts. Just seriously, thank you all so much for the kind words and, uh, and seeing my vision despite the growing pains. Doing something new is obviously a very scary thing, and, and I said as much in my announcement video on my YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, this was something I had no clue how to do. I'm still learning. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out Matthew Ryan Robinson from the Little Game Podcast, a close friend of mine who was the first to reach out to me about the pilot episode and was just seriously an invaluable resource. He had so much great advice. He heard the episode on Imagine Dragons before anyone else and gave me so much helpful advice and really helped me smooth it out as much as possible. And... As, as rough as it was, Matt helped me make it so much better than it was. So shout out to him, shout out to Matt, and the Little Game Podcast. Definitely go check them out. I was actually their very first guest, so you should definitely go listen to the very first episode, as well as the second episode, and the third episode, and so on, and so on. Anyways, let's get to the hate song of this episode. I feel like this won't be as controversial as my girlfriend thinks it'll be. She she likes it, but she likes most songs that I hate. So at the beginning of the decade, the next big thing was up for grabs. And everyone from Katy Perry to Mike Posner to LMFAO attempted to steer the direction of pop music. Teenage Dream by Katy Perry is a damn near perfect album if I've ever heard one. LMFAO is dumb, but mostly harmless. I like him well enough. And Mike Posner was also there. <laughs> but 2011 was a strange year. While you had Adele and Lady Gaga rising to power, you also had EDM creeping its way into the mainstream. And... While EDM began as far back as the 1980s, I don't think it really started to gain significant radio play until the 2010s. You had um, you had Avicii, you had David Guetta. They're starting to get attention. And along with them, electronic dance music became pop. The lines started to become blurred, and everyone was trying to cash in on the rise of EDM. Enter a London-born singer-songwriter by the name of Alex Clare. With his debut album, The Lateness of the Hour, most of the record is your typical indie mixed with soul, with Hands Are Clever being an immediate soulful standout. But the album overall ended up being a bit of a mixed bag, a little bit of everything just to see what sticks. He even recorded 
uh, of all things, a cover of When Doves Cry by Prince. So clearly the heavy soul pop influence is there. But the album gained no attention, and he was promptly dropped from his label Island Records, which uh, which has actually made a bit of a comeback lately. I had no idea that artists like Ariana Grande, Mumford & Sons, Fall Out Boys on Island Records, uh, I'm sure through their Fueled by Ramen uh, label, The Weeknd. Weeknd's huge right now. Uh, he's on Island Records, so good for them. Good for Island Records. I think I only know them as U2's record label. But, uh, that's when the hodgepodge nature of his debut album ended up playing into his favor. A single song gained the attention of Microsoft. And suddenly, Alex Clare was, for a time, one of the most important names in pop music. Okay, that may be a bit of a stretch. Maybe the, the, the most heard singer of pop music is more accurate. Uh, let me explain. So I first heard the song in 2010. I was in my early 20s. I was working retail. Well, probably not as terrible of a job as I remember. It definitely was the type of job you work a few months before moving on to something else, um, which I did. I ended up moving on to another career path. But before I could quit, uh, I heard Too Close by Alex Clare. I was working electronic section of a brick and mortar store, which shall go unnamed. And of course, working the electronic section, I heard advertisements just on endless loop for Internet Explorer during its dying days, which I, I guess Internet Explorer is still on its dying days, despite still being on every every computer, Microsoft keeps trying to replace it and keeps failing to replace it. It's outlasted by default. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the advertisements really stick in my head. It just, it plays over and over again in my head because while I was working this brick and mortar store, it played once every five minutes. And while ignorable for the most part, it really starts to stand out like the fifth or sixth time you hear it. And then it just gets worse. <laughs> I'll explain. The song is a typical boy meets girl, girl just sees him as a friend type of song. But the girl in question may or may not be Amy Winehouse. He befriended her, and while they were just friends, he was smitten with her. She did not feel the same way. He's never confirmed these rumors, simply saying that they became close during open mic nights and dated for a bit, but that the song itself is about a friend I had of the opposite sex, it's no longer a friendship. Given the lyrics, this is quite obvious, but it's interesting to think that the most forgettable pop star of the 2010s might have a close relationship to the most important singer of all time. Amy Winehouse is infinitely more interesting than Alex Clare appears to be. Yet here they are in the same sentence. Go figure. London, it's small. It's very small. So let's get to the song itself. While electronic dance music has continued to move its way into popular music, Too Close feels a bit... 
it, it feels a bit much. Don't be wrong. Having never previously listened to his debut album, I figured he was nothing more than a tryhard who lucked out with a single song that a major corporation just so happened to identify with, as they do. But digging a little deeper, it turns out the UK singer-songwriter isn't much different from myself. I also like a little bit of everything, from Phil Collins to, uh, to Coldplay, Jackson Brown, Dawes. I have so many influences, and because of that, I do tend to write a little bit of everything as well. I can certainly respect that, and obviously he took that to the bank a lot more than I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> but listening to Too Close by Alex Clare, English singer-songwriter who once dated one of the most important singers of my generation, I still feel like it's just, it's just too much, man. He's trying too hard to convey emotion, and it ends up being too much to feel like an actual human wrote it. So pretty much the exact opposite problem as I have with Imagine Dragons. It has the feeling of someone who was broken up with three months ago, but just can't let it go. While I don't generally hate EDM as a genre, especially since EDM can be broken down, down into several micro-genres, I'm not a big fan of when any kind of music just boils down to womp, 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 just speaker, crackling, bass... Uh, I just, I don't, I don't have much interest in that. And that's what this feels like. This is definitely what this is. A try-hard chorus backed by the womp, womp, womp instrumentation that anyone who has actually listened to EDM would call hacky. Again, listening to the rest of his album, I can definitely see he had many influences, many of which I generally like. Um, unfortunately, his hit... Uh, his his biggest song to date is something he was never able to quite move beyond. While he released albums that have leaned more into his synth pop roots, he has definitely been held back by this one. Terrible song, just it's pretty much pigeonholed his career, and he's faded into obscurity since. His last album was in 2014 and I figured I'd give it a listen and you know what it's it's not bad it's mostly forgettable as well but uh, I was caught by surprise by some of the song choices on it he, there's actually he covers addicted to love <laughs> uh, you know as if this generation would know what addicted to love is but if you're doing Robert Palmer okay do Robert Palmer, you better be damn good. He is one of, easily, the best singers of the 1980s, and it would be a disservice to try and cover him. But he pulls it off. Not bad. I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I definitely listened to it a few times, so seek that out if you haven't heard it if you're into that sort of thing.
Too Close doesn't have a lot to love. The lyrics are trite, music's generic, uh, especially when you put it next to far better EDM-influenced songs like Lights by Ellie Goulding and all of Avicii's output, who arguably brought EDM <laughs> to popular music on his back. Don't quote me on that, but it feels about right. I mean, it feels like he was a very important artist for EDM. He sounds like he just found out about EDM and wants to do an impression of a much better song he just heard. I guess I can compliment the vocals. He's not a bad singer. He's a good singer. Maybe even a great singer. And it's, you know, he, every song that I heard of his, it sounded like he was v being very genuine. Just not on this one. If I'm honest, his take on Addicted to Love is downright brilliant. It's definitely a subversion of the original song. But too close, he just comes off sounding desperate. He sounds like someone who has never actually been close to a woman beyond the friend zone and wants to imagine he's a spurned lover. And I think the reason you don't really hear it on the radio that much anymore is because better music came along. While I don't think I'll be putting any of his other songs onto my albums, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm actually really happy that I went back and started digging into his back catalog, listened to the whole debut album, which didn't sound anything like I thought it was. I'm actually kind of glad that the rest of the album is nothing like Too Close, because Too Close, well, it's a hate song. Hate it so much. I can certainly understand if he still has some fans. Seriously, go check out Addicted to Love. I can't recommend it enough. I listened to it like four times. It's probably the last time I'll ever listen to it, but I did listen like four times. It's definitely a hidden gem I didn't expect to find. Happy little surprises. And that's what I hope to accomplish with this little podcast. I want to not just let go of the hatred that I have for these songs. I want to gain a better appreciation for the artist as a whole. Even if it's just acknowledging the little things they do well. Um, you know, just like any other song, if you enjoy it, if you find your happy place when this song comes on, good for you. Like, seriously, enjoy what you enjoy without caring what anyone else thinks. Because music's not for everyone else. Music's for you. And their music's for them. My music's for me. We would all be much better if we just accepted it and acknowledged that tastes are different. You find your little happy place in this song. I don't. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, just because I don't like something, I don't want to take away from your enjoyment. But that's all we've got for today. Thank you for joining me in Art Hates Music. We will be back for the next episode. I've learned from the last time not to announce what the next episode will be because sometimes things can change. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.